Hi everyone, and welcome to season two of the Chicago Techies podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago Techies and their experiences. This season, we'll be focusing on students looking to enter or entering the Chicago Tech community. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher Benitez. Thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I am joined by Yu Yang Sang, a senior at the University of Chicago, majoring in psychology and economics. Hi, Yu Yang. It's so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for responding to a stranger's LinkedIn message uh, to chat with you. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for joining me in this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. I've been a little bit, a little quiet in the last month uh, just because my lab has gotten super busy, but I am, I'm happy to be back and to be talking to you uh, for this, this special episode because there's a lot of new stuff that I'm also, uh, you know, that I'm learning about you. <laughs> um, no, no, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah. So let's, why don't we just hop right in? Like, why don't you uh, state your name, like your pronouns, where you're from and your current role? I am Yu Yang Zhang. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am currently an undergrad student at the University of Chicago and also co-founder of Barrel. I am originally from Beijing, but I've actually been school in the U.S. for like the past over 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, were you also in high school in the U.S.? Yes, I was. Also, also like all um, middle school and part of elementary school. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I actually studied uh, in Mexico uh, up until sixth grade. And then I moved here and I started in seventh, eighth grade and then all of high school and all of college. But yeah. um, so what high school did you go to? I actually went to Loomis Chafee. It's a boarding school in Connecticut. Oh, okay. How was that? <laughs> no, that was definitely a new experience because before that I was um, in public schools for elementary school and middle school. And I actually, like, I moved around quite a bit. So I, I went to elementary school in New York and the middle school in Chicago and then moving oh, to wow. Connecticut. So it was just, like, a new environment and just, like, geographically and in terms of just overall experience. Yeah. Was it because of your parents, like, the whole moving or what What was it? Um, yeah, my parents' job. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like uh, usually when a lot of kids move to is because they're military people, <laughs> but uh, but that makes sense. Okay, so when you were, let's, I mean, I want to start kind of like with your high school experience. So like, um, you know, obviously you were in Connecticut, but as soon as you you went to high school, you know, did you already know or have an idea of what you wanted to do, like what you wanted to study um, or not yet? I think in high school, definitely not yet. I think that's pretty early on to like really figure out what I want to do in life. And still now, I don't think like, you know, what I really want to do with my entire life. That's a very big question I'll continue to think about. Um, but I knew senior year of high school that I wanted to study psychology. So when I was applying to colleges, I applied to everywhere as a psychology major. And I still am. Uh, I am a double major right now in psychology and business economics. And that just stems from my interest in people, which I think that like stemmed that came out from pretty early on like I was pretty interested in people having deeper conversations having one-on-one conversations learning about different personality types and like really reflecting on myself as well that was something um, that started since high school and it's a pretty important part of who I am yeah I mean that's great that's that's a really well thought out like decision that you came to because when I remember my high school experience I also wanted to become a high school uh, psychology major, and that was my senior year because I 
just loved my psychology teacher and I loved her classes and I loved the way that she made us think and, you know, just explore our mind and understand the way that we're behaving. And, and I did go into college, you know, with, as a psych major and then change my major like three times. <laughs> but that's just speaks to like me. I, I fell in love with so many different things while I was in college that I still didn't even know that if I was in the right path, you know, because I, I switched my major three times and, um, and I, I feel like now after, you know, going through college and, and in my career, I shifted my career too. I transitioned to tech outside of education. So I feel mm-hmm. like part of me is, will always also question like, hmm, why do we have to limit ourselves to one thing? You know, why do we have to limit yeah. ourselves to studying one thing? But I, I, so I appreciate where you're coming from, from that perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Now, so you are, you know, you're thinking of, you're, you already obviously decided to choose your major senior year. So did you already also knew where you wanted to go to school or um, or how how was there your where did you apply to? Yeah, I applied to quite a lot of colleges because uh, I am actually an international student. So I think international students tend to apply to a few more just, you know, to be safe that we get into college. But I this was more of like the decisions of the schools. It was like obviously a lot of my idea, my parents and also college counselors. So like collective decisions. Yeah. Um, and also definitely looking at programs that have more varieties or like majors that I would like. So knowing psychology, but also I've actually also had an interest in entrepreneurship pretty early on. Never really executed it as in like starting a startup during high school but that was just like always a field or like you know that did intrigue me and I think overall business is also just like an integral part of society that's also in every single facet so somewhere I guess like I was also thinking about okay so like where which schools would have a lot of opportunities related to related to these two disciplines and yeah. yeah Yeah, I I don't think I ever wondered like what it would be having a business in high school. <laughs> I think we were, you know, I just was so different as such a different kid. I was I was involved in sports and uh, sports were my life. I really just wanted to see where I could do sports. Like it was nothing related to be, you know, I I didn't know. I wasn't exposed to to the the environment, the business environment, or even just the entrepreneurship environments or anything related to tech. So it was, I love hearing other perspectives because, you know, just everybody's so different and everybody grew up with different ideas and, um, and we're going to get to it, but I, I love that you're already kind of like hinting, you know, entrepreneurship and having a business. And <laughs> uh, so this is going to be exciting. Um, so now during your time in college, let's, let's, let's go back to your first year. I know that currently you, are you, is this your third year currently? I am a senior as my fourth. You're, you're a senior. Okay. So you're a, not too long ago, you know, you were a freshman. Um, what were you, what was going through your head when you were going to start college? You know, were you nervous? Were you, uh, were you excited to start your journey into what your next step, you know, next phase of your life would be? I think there was definitely like nervous excitement as I'm pretty sure a lot of other like freshmen and first years felt when they first came into college. Um, exciting that there's suddenly a lot of freedom, but also I think a lot of people's first year was pretty chaotic in a way that's just like suddenly like there's career pressures. There's like, I guess like adjusting socially, there's a lot of adjustment just overall. I mean, for me, I went to boarding school, so at least like I knew I could like live independently, but that was also like a huge adjustment for a lot of other people. Um, so in a, in a way it was 
a very, it would, there was a very steep learning curve. Yeah, I bet. And I mean, I'm sure that helped a little bit, right? Like being in a boarding school and kind of like already becoming independent. So now with college, you know, I think, you know, you, you said it really well, there's a lot of pressures that kind of come to our time, come to us, right. To our attention now. And, and mentorship is, is a big thing when you are in, in starting to start your career. Like obviously at schools, usually we have like career services or even just professors that are like super helpful when it comes to influencing our decisions. Now, have you had access to mentorship in, in the last you know few years in school? Yes, for sure. So as you said, there's like definitely structured ones like the career advancement office at U Chicago and also professors who like, you know, if you build the relationship with the professor, like go to office hours, the professor will know you. And but a lot of this is also just like when I when I was like an underclassman, right, like reaching out to upperclassmen or upperclassmen even reaching out to you. So more of like informal mentorship. That's definitely a big part. Um, I would say I would say mainly those and also alum. Definitely a lot of alum who also come back to campus or to talk or you're in different school organizations and then that's how you get tap into the network of alum. So there's a lot of opportunities as you engage in different organizations on campus to be connected with more people and establish these informal mentorships. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I I hardly ever think about alums, you know, being able to guide you, especially if you are already thinking of going those certain same paths as they did and whatnot and what they experienced. And so that's that's really smart. Now, as far as um, groups or student associations, have you joined any student groups that have, you know, catch your your eye uh, for, you know, any further development where they may have opportunities for you and whatnot? Have you taken advantage of any student organizations or associations? Yes, for sure. Uh, and a lot of different ones. And I think the cool thing is like you can sign up for list hosts to a lot of different organizations and we call them like RSOs at UChicago. And you know, some of them, you probably don't have enough time to engage in every everything, but just joining those list hosts, you sort of know like what's happening and you can like selectively choose to attend events. But the organizations that I actually have been dedicating a lot of time, I am in Alpha Kappa Psi, which is a business fraternity at UChicago. Oh, it is like national and we have a UChicago chapter. I am currently VP membership in the organization. So I am pretty, this is the, definitely one of the organizations on campus I've contributed the most time to. And other, I actually also worked at career advancement as a career peer advisor. So that's like helping, that's like actually I did that since second year of college. Yeah. And that's where I took more on more of like a the mentor role to guide a lot of just like younger students or just like other students who need help with like applying to jobs and stuff. And another community is the Polsky Center. I was a small business growth consultant for local small businesses. And there was this like small business growth program that I was a part of. So I would say these three are pretty big parts, um, like experiences that I've had in my college career, obviously, like before, before I started my own startup. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's awesome. And I mean, how did you get involved with the with the Polsky Center and like in those organizations? Is that organization external to uh, University of Chicago? These organizations are all mainly for New Chicago students. But for example, the Polsky, it's actually it's basically like a consulting program for local small businesses. So we were in teams of 
um, just like you, Chicago undergrads with Chicago booth business, like MBA students, okay. and also just other like graduate school students, like part of U Chicago, whether that's the law school, Harris and stuff like that. Got it. I'm, I'm loving this like different perspective that you're bringing because you, but you also have done uh, internships, right? Like besides your being a co-founder, you have done before an internship or how did you I feel like you have gained a lot of different experience from your, you know, from your personal experience, but also like from all of these um, these resources inside of of uh, the University of Chicago with the Polsky Center. Now, even though you are a start like a co-founder and you're starting to, you know, bring this this new project into life, like have you also been like maybe I should also do the things that I quote unquote I'm supposed to do, like an internship and maybe like figure out my next step rather than or maybe not maybe not maybe you're just like you know actually this is this is what I'm going to do I'm a co-founder or or how do, how are you navigating that experience overall does that make yeah, sense yeah that's a good question and I think that's two-sided so for one I have done internships like since my first year of college like the summer after first year and I, I think that that is like pretty standard um I've worked on more like finance related roles as well as like just like consulting related as well as product marketing, product management kind of roles. And that's also get, in a way I did gain a lot of experience in different fields, which ultimately I think worked out very well because, you know, now founding a startup, you sort of need to wear all hats at the same time from marketing, from product, right. To like, making sure like minimal accounting to make like as of right now to make sure the company is like financially okay and then think about revenue models all of this um so in a way yes I did go through like you know recruiting processes to secure internships and I think the second part of your question actually taps into like I guess in a way the pressures right to in a way will we like to use like mainstream to do go for mainstream jobs or roles yeah and I, I definitely admit that there is pressure, and I think that's pressure that everyone feels. But over quarantine, I did get a lot of time to reflect on what I really want to do. And I think overall, a big growth point for me throughout quarantine is being more in touch with what I want and what I like. And that automatically allowed me to filter out a lot of industries that I've had exposure to that I know I don't want to dedicate years of my life to. and. That also made me realize I I would like to say I do like exploring a lot of things. I am not the most risk-seeking person, but I do like to explore and try new things. And entrepreneurship is something that I've been interested in since high school. Yeah. But in fact, after I came to college, I think the thought of entrepreneurship almost disappeared for like two to three years. I, it just like didn't really pop back into my head until I like calmed down a bit more and then thought more about it and then realized, wait, wait a second, I've been interested in this. I haven't had the chance to tap into it. Now there's this opportunity. We have like, you know, I have a code of co- we have co-founders. We have a team with me. This is a good opportunity and we have a good idea, right? Like the pieces are there. We just got to execute. So I think the pressure was there and sometimes there is still the pressure about like oh what other people are doing what is like what we're supposed to do but I think I've matured in a way that I know that's not what I'm supposed to do there's no rules no guidelines that we must follow 
so having that mindset now allows me to not be influenced by those external pressures because I know what I want to do and having this um, security internally, having this self-confidence is very important. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> I, I 100 wholeheartedly percent agree. I, I feel like we should be able to do the things that we want to do um, and not just fall into molds, right? Like of, of what we're expected to do, to be doing or the rules that we're expected to follow. But um, so I, I imagine that sometimes that could be challenging um, and, mm-hmm. um, and obviously like in some ways a little risky, but you know, it's entrepreneurship. That's what it's all about. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm curious, uh, what are, you know, what are some of the challenges that you're anticipating in this transition as you've, you know, finished school and you transition to be a co-founder full-time? There's definitely a lot of challenges. I would say the biggest challenge is managing priorities and optimizing time. Because in school, there's like, you have to go to class, there's like homework. So in a way, there is a slightly bit more structure, but working on a startup, you have like all the time in the world, you have so many things to do, but then like, how are you gonna prioritize these things? How are you not, how are you gonna like not waste time? And that places more responsibility on myself and my team to manage our time and energy and resources and try to optimize as much as we can. And that comes from like identifying and knowing what to focus on. What is the, what are the most important initiatives that we should dedicate to, to, to like grow barrel and really then allocate enough time on those initiatives. So I would say prioritization is going to be a big challenge and there's a, that, there are a lot of strategy and thinking involved in that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now you mentioned having your own business, right? You're creating, you have your own little startup, I should say. <laughs> um, how did you get started with that? Like I, I'm, I'm, I am very curious about your, uh, your experience, you know, being a co-founder and also a full-time student. So how did you, how are you managing? Oh, yes. Okay. I can start off with more of how, like what was sparked my interest in entrepreneurship, which is like, for example, I think the, my role in Polsky at the Polsky center played, it was a pretty important factor because I was like, you know, had like a, external third party looking at issues, consulting for startups and small businesses. So now building a startup myself, I'm basically now on the other side of the table in a way like a in-house growth strategist for my startup, which is called Barrel. And as like, you know, like I've like lived in many places, like I grew up moving around a lot, which also is a reason why I actually do love traveling. So Barrel is actually a travel tech startup, which really aligns with my professional interests just in business, tapping into entrepreneurship, as well as my personal hobbies, which is just like traveling around the world. So you mentioned Barrel, uh, your, your startup. Why don't you tell us more about Barrel? What is Barrel? So Barrel, spelled B-A-R-Y-L, is a travel tech startup that helps travelers create personalized itineraries within minutes. 
So many of us probably had experiences planning trips for hours and ultimately coming up with a plan that we're not too satisfied with. But with Barrel's itinerary planning tool, we are taking personalization to a new level that the travel industry has never seen before. All you have to do is tell us where you want to go, answer a few quick questions about your travel preferences, and we'll be able to create itineraries made especially for you. We're definitely gaining a lot of traction, and we know that's the beginning because we eventually want to expand beyond just Gen Zs and Millennials. But feel free to check it out on our website. We are like, you know, like we're serving a lot of customers. Especially as holiday season is coming up, if like anyone wants to plan their trip, definitely check out Barrel. But we will also be launching our completely automated product at the end of this year or early next year. So that is in the next step in our product development stage. And that will be a very exciting time as more people come on our website and try out our automatic tool. How did the name Barrel come about? That is an interesting question. I think... We were like my co-founder and I. Like the reasoning behind it is more we were trying to think of a word that's like easy to say that's that can be caught on pretty easily. So you know when people say let's lift somewhere, let's Uber somewhere, like yep. let's barrel it. That's kind of we were trying to find a word that's not like already overused and it would be it, it would sort of like make sense verbally when you just yeah. like colloquially when you just say it. So we've heard the company goals, right, for Barrel.、Um, now I'm curious about your personal goals. My personal goals that I've been I've been guided by, and I will be sticking to, and hopefully I will throughout my life, is to as much as I can gain life experiences, and that fundamentally is also why I'm tapping into. Founding a startup, tapping into entrepreneurship, because this is honestly an experience that the majority of people won't get to have. But it's such an exciting space once you tap into it, and that is not just entrepreneurship. That's so many different industries, or different roles, or different careers in life. And there's so much I could tap into and try out. And honestly, I also know that I will be like going back to grad school, whether that's law school or MBA or etc., because I. Know that there's so much more knowledge out there that I haven't had exposure to, and I would want to learn. Another goal is I do want to travel to every single country slash region、um, around the world in my lifetime. And actually, every every time I travel, I get to learn a lot from immersing in the local experience. I'm definitely more of like a, you know, like exploring the hidden gems, talking with the locals kind of traveler. Though I also do love cities, I also do love national parks. All of them definitely mean different things to me, and allows me to reflect a lot and brings me a lot of calmness. Yeah, I I also love what you said about speaking to locals. I think that's one of the things that I also love to do.、Um, when you know, I never, I will, I will give you know itineraries a try, but for the most part, I always kind of like. Go where people don't know,、um, you know, like the spots because we speak to locals. So if I go, for instance, I went to、uh, Machu Picchu, right in Peru,、mm-hmm. um, and obviously there's like you you do get an itinerary because there are certain things that are for for instance like for the train schedules and things like that to get to Machu Picchu is like a whole adventure and that you you do need something to guide you, but like but I love. Having also that local experience where you talk to someone and they recommend you the places that you should go that are not necessarily like the hot one that are you know five star reviewed,、uh, and that's also one thing that I that I love to do、uh, 
trying new things and they're not necessarily like fitting on an itinerary, but but what a, a local is telling me to do. And that is actually honestly what Barrow tries to do. We personalize and we recommend hidden gems. Yeah. And that stems from like traveling really means a lot to me. Is like it travel has been always been something special to me personally. And Barrow especially tries to make the travel planning process very easy and recommend authentic local hidden gems and recommendations, whether that's places to eat or just like street foods. Like we take all of that into consideration to bring more eye-opening travel experiences to tra- to everyday travelers. I am always inspired by the people I meet and my travel experiences. And I want to bring that experience to more people. Yeah, that's awesome. And digital access. I mean, everything is, I, I do everything on my phone now. Like, you know, my flights on the phone, my Airbnbs on the phone, everything is on the phone. So I feel like, you know, this is definitely a great, you have the demographic of people that are going to be interested in a product like this. That's definitely, I'm, I'm excited to see what you, what else you guys come up with. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about like your, like as, as you started this company with your co-founder from the ground, like what are some of the values that you have in mind, you know, for, to making sure that your organization is, is a great company to work for it and, and people that can see what are some of your values, you know, in general that, that you want to convey to others? Yes. So in terms of our business, like our mission is to make travel planning quick, easy, and personalized. That is our mission. In terms of our team, how we organize, we definitely value open communication. Transparency is definitely something we care a lot about. So from the start, we're building a very transparent uh, culture within the team. And so that's one part. And second, Every Sunday, we dedicate at least 30 minutes to just like reflect on the past week and also do goal setting. That is also something we care a lot about being introspective and being reflective. That's something I do myself too. reflect on how I've led the team this past week and then how I want to improve going forward. And that's also something we do as a team together. Yeah, no, that's great. I, uh, I feel like this new generation that you know we're seeing of our you know our Gen Z and millennials, I feel like we are we are more uh, interested in in you know in being humans first uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mental health is one of our biggest uh, drivers. You know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all of that. I feel like I feel like this these new companies that are coming up because of our generation. I feel like that's that's going to be the ones to watch. That's going to be the ones that are going to change, you know, culture and whatnot, like the different X, Y, and Zs of, of culture, because there is so many, so many bro, so bro companies out there that it's, it's refreshing to see women leaders that are, you know, making changes in the way that we lead. I, I think that's super, super cool to see. Now for Barrel, do you have an app or is it a, a web app right now? Uh, do you have a website that we can, we can look at too? Yes, for sure. We are going to start off as a web platform, but we will definitely expand into app later on. So you guys can check us out at www.barrow.io. And our Instagram is also very, very active. Our handle is at Barrel Trips. We recommend a lot of hidden gems around Chicago, especially. So anyone coming to Chicago or in Chicago, that will be for you. And we also have a newsletter that gives even more recommendations on just like different hidden gems, cool cafes, cool events that's going on in Chicago. 
So I would definitely recommend checking those out. But of course, Barrow is also on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, and all of the and TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> of course, TikTok. That's the, the new the new application that is the it app because I spend <laughs> too much time in there. Uh, well, no, I, I truly appreciate you uh, sharing more about um, the company and about yourself and your experience. Uh, for anyone that may want to personally connect with you, are you open to any um, either LinkedIn or in, in social media connections? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, people will be able to find my find me on LinkedIn and or my email is yuyang at barrel.io, Y-U-Y-A-N-G at barrel.io. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to post everything on the show notes. So feel free to send me those links so that people don't, don't think they missed it. <laughs> so they don't have to go back and, and forth, right? So I'll, I'll put everything in the show notes and, um, and, and let's check out Barrel, guys. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate your time and getting to know more about you and Daryl, um, and for sure. Thank you, Cece. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Chicago Techies on all social media channels. Thank you again, and we'll see you in two weeks.